Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. A quick warning before we start. This episode of Reset includes references to sexual assault and other sensitive material that may not be suitable for all listeners. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The Supreme Court could rule as early as tomorrow morning on whether to overturn Roe v. Wade, the 1973 ruling that enshrines a woman's right to an abortion in the U.S. A draft opinion was leaked last month. It suggests the court's conservative majority will strike down Roe. And if that happens, abortion bans are likely to go into effect in at least 13 states within 30 days. We're living in a pivotal moment in American history. If you're immersed in the daily news cycle, you've probably been hearing a lot from legal experts, doctors, scholars, and more. What sometimes gets lost, though, is the perspective of the people most affected. So on this episode of Reset, we're going to the heart of the story and hearing directly from two women who chose to end a pregnancy. And we're getting their thoughts on a post-Roe America. First, we're talking with someone who knows the stigma surrounding abortion all too well and the dangers that come from it. For her safety, we are not disclosing her name or location. We'll call her Jane. So two years ago, when you were 17, I understand that you found out that you were pregnant then. So can you just tell us a little bit about that time? So... When I found out that I was pregnant, I was absolutely terrified. Like, growing up in, like, the Mormon household, I knew that my mom would, like, kill me and all the judgment that would come with it if she found out. So I never told anybody, which I probably should have come out to sooner, but I was just too scared for social judgment. And the person that uh, you were pregnant by at the time, was that someone that you had been dating, Jane, or...? So it was someone who we were dating, but it was not consensual to actually like impregnate me. Gotcha. And and so this was someone that you knew and, and Yes. It sounds like it was sexual assault. Yes. So I imagine at the time, not only are you trying to process the trauma of what's happened, you then discover that you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So Walk me through your thought process then. It sounds like you immediately thought of your parents and and how they would react. Yeah. So my parents, I wouldn't necessarily call them helicopter parents, but they're just, they want to watch over me. Like I'm their daughter. They love me. But I just know that I would disappoint them if they found out that I was in a relationship that involved some sexual assault. And I was traumatized and I was scared and my whole thought process was just like I need to do something about this but I probably was in shock for a while that I'm like I don't know what to do like I can't do anything about it because who's going to listen to a 17 year old which yeah that was one of my main concerns is no one was going to take me seriously and my mom's a a mental health counselor and I know she would just try to like give me therapy sessions about it but it's hard to differentiate mom and counselor yeah that that's tough too so was there anyone to lean on at the time like were, were there friends you could talk to or was there anyone at the church I was too scared to talk to anyone about it so I didn't tell anyone until three months after the fact that it happened 
and I told one of my best friends. And what did she say? She was surprised that I didn't tell her sooner, but she understands why I kept it a secret. She wishes I told someone because bearing that burden was just weighing me down like I wasn't happy. I was not myself as I usually was. And so she wishes if I would have told someone sooner, I could have found happiness faster. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you said you were three months pregnant. So it was three months after I induced a miscarriage. Okay, so so talk to me about that. How how exactly did you go about ending the pregnancy? Um, so I realized there's more harm than good in inducing a miscarriage, but I looked up ways. And so I had a ton of like raw fish, raw sushi, because I know that's bad. I had I loaded myself up on caffeine because I know that's bad for it. I sat in hot tubs for long periods of time. I did like things that I knew would be bad for the baby. And because it was so traumatic for it in me that it ended up inducing in a whole miscarriage, which was more painful and more harm than good than if I would have just went and got an abortion. So what happened to you physically after you induced the, the miscarriage? So it was just like a really really heavy period, like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally, I think that's what killed me the most because it's like, I thought that's the end of the world. Like I just, I've always been pro-life just because my parents and the church and everything. And then doing that made me feel like, like I shouldn't have done that. But mm-hmm. then for a while after that, like my period was irregular. I was constantly in pain because I did stuff that was dangerous for it. And then I had to get on birth control pill to regulate my cycle. So how did you actually know that you weren't pregnant anymore? Um, was it I the menstruation? Kind of because it was the, I was bleeding, so I figured there wouldn't be the baby there. Yeah. Was there a feeling at all of, because I, I imagine the, the emotions are mixed at that mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah. You're scared, as you've, you've said. Um, was there any point, though, where you felt some relief? Yeah. After I saw that there was blood, I, I felt a little calmer because it's like, okay, we're okay. It's just, it's just a period. I can deal with this. I think that was like the only better I had was just knowing that I wasn't pregnant. And emotionally, at that point, you were talking to, did you let your, your friend know at that point? Once it had been done? Yeah. What was it like emotionally after everything had been done? And Mm -hmm. at that point, you know that there's no turning back. So that kind of like just left me on the depression. I was never, I never went to a doctor to get diagnosed with depression, but like I, my brain had no thoughts. Like I couldn't. I do things that I love, but it just wasn't the same. And it just left a huge like impact on my brain and the way I like thought things differently. Mm -hmm. And the way I looked at myself in the mirror was probably one of the worst things because I'd look at myself and know what I've done. And I thought I just did an abortion, which it kind of was, but it helped me in the long-term run because being 17 and doing sports and school and I knew it was just, I couldn't have a baby and I didn't have the finances for it. And so like mentally I knew it was good for me, but once it like happened, I felt like scared, like still in shock, like mm-hmm. knowing what was going to happen. 
if you could go back, is there anything that you would do differently? I probably would tell my mom instantly, just say like, mom, I was sexually assaulted. I am pregnant and I can't do this baby. Knowing her, she would say, put it up for adoption. But I know that my body can't physically carry a baby. Like I have too many things going on that I couldn't be pregnant. So I would probably just go and get an abortion to make it safer for my body, make it safer for um, like my mental state and yeah. That's what I would have done. Do your parents know now? Um, I've told them. I didn't go into detail about it, but I've told them that I've induced a miscarriage. And then they haven't asked any questions because I told them I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So two years later, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm doing good. I've talked about it more and more, um, especially reaching out to one of the um, people on your show and talking to her about it has definitely helped, and I've learned that I'm not alone, and there are groups that I've joined and talked about it more, and it's like, I'm not alone in this, and there are people out there who love me and who support me, and um, yeah. I think talking about it has definitely helped me go through it, because for the past year, like, I couldn't talk about it without sobbing my eyes out, without crying, and now I'm like, I can come out about it. You've gained some strength over the last couple of years. You're definitely not alone, and I would love for you to give some advice, Jane, to women listening to us right now. Maybe they're going through the exact same thing. Maybe they're dealing with a pregnancy right now that's unwanted or just was uncontrolled. What would you say? Um, Talk to someone who you love. Talk to someone who can trust. And if they truly love you, they're not going to judge you. They're going to be there for you every step of the way. And it is your body and whatever you feel comfortable with. I recommend not inducing a miscarriage because that was probably one of the most painful experiences that I've had versus going in and just get an abortion and knowing that it's safer for your body. Right now we're in a a very strange political time, Jane. You know, the the political climate right now is is, uh, it's very heavy and the right to have a, a safe abortion, that's just hanging in the balance right now at the Supreme Court. Yeah. So how are you feeling about that? That's honestly, like, I think frustrating because it is the women's body and she should be able to do what's best for her. Being 17, I didn't think I had the strength to carry a baby. I don't have the finances to raise a baby. Like, I know that my parents would kick me out if they found out that I would have a baby and let women do what they decide with their body. How does it feel for you thinking that women in, in future might have to go through what you went through, despite what you what you want for them? It scares me because what I went through is painful, and I don't think anybody else would want to go through that, and I want to try to help others. And if there's nothing I can do to like help would make me feel just bad about it, I guess. So your hope then for for the future of reproductive rights, what would you say? I would say that they have, um, that pregnant women will have the ability to raise the child or go through the pregnancy or that they would be able to abort it on their own free will without judgment, without having to go through court first or making it illegal 
because it's all about them and what they can do. Jane, thank you for your bravery. And thank you for joining us today. Of course. Now we're going to hear from a woman who was married, had a good relationship and a good job, but just wasn't ready to start a family. So she got an abortion. Again, for her safety, we are not disclosing her name. She'll be going by Casey. So take me back to 2018. This is when you first found out that you were pregnant. What exactly was going through your mind then? Oh, gosh. Um, A lot of emotions, um, as you can imagine. Um, Confusion, scared, kind of shame, worry for judgment. Unfortunately, none of them like super positive feelings. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. At the time you found out, how, how far along were you? Very, uh, very, very early. Like maybe I was like two weeks late after missing my period. So I think I just put you at a couple weeks uh, actually pregnant. So it was very early in the process. And so at the time, did you think immediately, I have a decision to make? Or was was this a feeling of joy? Was it a feeling of sadness? Sort of a mix of both? Um, Kind of a mix of both. It was definitely, I definitely knew for me at that point in my life, the best decision for me was going to get um, an abortion, just like free from political interference. But that was, I knew that that was the best decision for me at the time. So Mm -hmm. for me, I felt like I needed to start getting the, you know, the wheels moving on, on how to do that in the safest and like quickest way possible. So what else was going on in your life at the time? Were you in a relationship? Yes. Um, I mean, I'm, I was married. I still am. Same person. Okay. So um, I feel like sometimes uh, I think the uh, misconception is people think that it's just kind of like, you know, a irresponsible decision that was made or something, but or with somebody that's not in a relationship. But I was married. I still am to the same the same wonderful man, but it was just not a great time in our lives for a multitude of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um and so for me, I just felt like I, this is, an abortion is going to be the best route for us, at least for right now. So as you talk about coming to that conclusion, this was after having a talk with your partner. This isn't something you arrived at on your own. I, for me, like in my head, I was like, when I first found out, he, he wasn't at home. I had taken a pregnancy test, but he wasn't home. And so I, this decision, all these emotions had gone through my head. I already decided that this would be the best decision for me. But when you in my opinion, when you decide to partner in, in your life, that is a decision you, you need to talk about with your partner. Yeah. So I did talk to him later and I just said, hey, this is how I feel. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. And, and he's always been very supportive and he said, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, ultimately, he's like, it is your body and your choice. If you feel like this is the best thing for you, I'm in full support. Mm-hmm. And uh, before this day had even occurred, Casey, what were conversations like between you and him as far as, far as family planning was concerned? Um, we both, before we decided to get married, we wanted to make sure we were on the same page of like, do we both want to have kids in the future? For us, that was kind of like a, it's a kind of a deal breaker if one does and one doesn't. And we both do. So we just didn't at that time, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So once you arrive at the decision, you decide we're going to go ahead and get an abortion. Did you talk to anyone before doing the, the, the procedure? Did you do any research? I did a lot of research. Um, I, my best friend is a nurse. And so I, she was the only person I told Okay. for support reasons, as well as, um, you know, medical like information and, you know, uh, to get more information on that regard, because she's 
a wealth of information. I got lucky with her. Yeah. Yeah. So you had at least a little bit of a support system, it sounds like, right? You have a, a friend who happens to be a medical professional and, and your partner, of course, is by your side. Anyone else that you told at the time? Um, that was it. I, I feel like I, if times were maybe a little bit different, I would have wanted to tell my mother. I just didn't feel like, and it's probably not fair to her because I never did. So I don't know how she would have reacted, but I just didn't feel like maybe it was going to be, I just didn't want to put myself in the position where if it wasn't mm-hmm. a supportive response, um, I just didn't think I was like, thought I was too fragile yeah. to, to risk that. So I just decided to keep it really close to the chest and keep it with my, my partner and, and my best friend. Yeah, no, I hear you. You're, you're not alone there for sure. It's, it's, it's scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even sitting here, you know, four years later, I'm still like, oh man, I still kind of feel those feelings of that day of like still being kind of scared, which I know is really fortunate to to not be alone. I know there's a lot of women out there that unfortunately feel a lot more alone than I did. And I'm still like, wow, that was a scary moment in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, where did you go to, to have the abortion and what kind did you uh, choose to have? I went, um, I went to Planned Parenthood. Um, I actually found out so early in the process that I actually had to wait oh, wow. a couple of weeks because there was nothing really to, to abort. I don't mean to sound like morbid, but like, uh, they just said that there's nothing. I had to wait until six weeks, at least six weeks to be able to have the procedure. Okay. And so you chose the, the surgical procedure, not the I'm pill. Sorry, I misspoke. Uh, the actual, like, uh, I actually did it by pill cause I, did it so early. Um, when you do it, when you find out early enough, you can just do it by pill. So there was no like procedure, procedure. Right. But they had you wait six weeks or wait until the six week mark. What was that like? Because now you're more and more pregnant, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That, you know, that waiting period, I think in like any point in someone's life, regardless if it's this or something else, it's kind of weird. It's kind of stagnant. You're literally watching the hours go by. Um, I had an appointment on the books, which was great. And so by the time I had connected with them and we made an appointment, it was, I think I ended up having to get like eight days or something, eight or nine days. So it wasn't terribly long, but eight or that eight or nine days seems like a very long time to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I understand that you had another abortion back in 2012? Uh, 2012, yes. Was there anything different about the process then versus this one we're talking about that was six years later? Six years, I'm still with the same same person, um, married now versus in 2012, we were we were dating. So I felt like the decision in this one was a little bit longer in the sense, like back then, I think I was 24, if my math serves me correctly. And I recently moved to Chicago, um, getting like our careers going. My husband just got into grad school, lots of other things. So that one seemed a lot more like cut and dry. This one being married and further along in our careers, like all the things that are on paper, right, that are like, you could do this, it would totally be fine. I I felt like there were a lot more thought around this one of like, yeah. am I making the right decision? Like we're, my reasoning for the first one was, you know, all of these, but now that that's all been taken care of, should I really be having one now? You know, and then I was worried that if you, you know, would that affect us later to have kids? You know, um, I wasn't sure on the right. medical side if that would affect it. And so that's why it was really nice to talk to my best friend that's a nurse. And she's like, that has nothing to do with it. You could have 10 abortions and you'd totally be fine to get pregnant. So she was, she reassured you at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, we focused a lot, Casey, on on how the procedure sort of has made you feel emotionally. But I, I wonder physically, 
what it was like. Was it painful in 2018? Um, it, I'll preface by saying it wasn't like a pleasant experience. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was necessarily painful, like physically painful. I think it's more um, like the mental anguish and like the back and forth you go through, yeah. honestly, for me at least. I can only speak for myself. Um, but the overall um, process of it wasn't super physically painful. Um, I would probably relate it more to like, if you have cramps, like as a woman for your period, I would, I would explain it, describe it more as like maybe a day where you have like really bad cramps or something. I see. What can you share about how much the abortion costs? Um, I, so I have from two different experiences. The first time, um, it was completely covered, um, because it was kind of like a fluke thing. Like I was on the pill, I was on birth control. Um, and it was just kind of like a fluke thing that it happened the, the first time. So insurance viewed it as like a, you know, a preventative okay. thing. In 2018, it wasn't covered because I had, I was in between birth controls. I had actually just taken taken out my like five-year IUD and was deciding okay. what birth control to go on next. So unfortunately, the second one was not covered. So it was. Financially, we, got, we were lucky that we, we were able to, to, to take care of it, but it wasn't wasn't cheap by any means. So <laughs> it was it, a lot more it, than I so thought it, it was going to be. It wasn't that? it wasn't covered while you were on birth control. That wasn't it was covered when I was on birth control, and that was in 2012. But in 2018, I was in between birth control. Ah, okay. And so insurance denied it. How convenient. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, looking back now uh, on those times today, uh, Casey, how are you feeling about your decisions overall? I know you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, one thing is I wish I would have let my mom in on what was going on. Anything else come to mind? You know, I feel like, like truly, I feel like they were the best decisions for me. I, I mean, I don't mean to sound like cold or anything, but I rarely think about it just because I, I knew it was the best decision for me, especially talking to my partner in both, um, you know, married in 2018 specifically, um, and having that support. I mean, it really, it's like, you know, a private thing for myself and then with my partner. And I just felt like the full support of that. So truthfully, I don't really think about it that often. Yeah. I do still probably wish I would have been able to talk to my own mother about it. Um, but not knowing what her reaction was going to be, I feel like I made the best decision. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as we talk about your husband, your situation isn't one that's often talked about, especially in the political conversations, right, where you have this partner and you have mm-hmm. a stable job. So I would love for you to give some advice to, to those who are listening to us right now, and, and they may be in a very similar situation, not wanting a baby, but maybe feeling like, because they're, you know, in in a, a position where they have extra support, or you know, they have someone else to go through it with, they feel like they don't have this choice. What would you say? Right. So I, I would say, um, you you are not alone. <laughs> um, I feel like just just because you check a box or many boxes on on paper, whether that's married and you know, hopefully in a safe relationship, financially stable, you know, a house with a picket fence and a dog, you know, all the things that people want. Um, if you are not ready to start a family at any stage in your life, you don't have to. Um, and you're not alone out there. So I would say that I would let all the, you know, stereotypical or like worry about judgment go. And just because you can doesn't mean that you have to. I was really under the impression for so long 
that the only people that were getting abortions were people that were in, you know, relationships or they financially couldn't take care of them, which are all good reasons and fine reasons too. But there, I think there are a lot more of us out there that are like in situations like myself that maybe don't realize that their women are making the same decisions that I did. So I just want to say that you're not alone. So I say seek, you know, reach out. You maybe you'd be surprised to find out. You know, maybe one of your closest friends, or friends of friends, or coworkers, or somebody's in the same position that you were, and maybe had an abortion, and that you can find some advice or solace in. Casey, thank you so much for for sharing your story with us. We appreciate your time. Thank you. That's all for today's reset. We are keeping a close eye on the upcoming Roe v. Wade decision. So keep checking in with us for the latest updates on this story and more by listening live at 11 every weekday on 91.5 FM or on the WBEZ app. Or catch us in the afternoons right here on your podcast feed. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for spending your time with us. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.